0: Member only access at PaulStoneSports.org. Now, on to the show.
1: Paul Stone here again this week, and this is episode 116 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. This week's version titled, Season's Greetings. And while I love Christmas and that time of year, I also have a passion for each college football season uh, and another as you probably know kicks off in just 9 days it's about 12:45 uh, p.m. central on Thursday August 17th as i record and in a week and 2 days many of us will be watching Notre Dame and Navy opening college football's 2023 season over in that college football hotbed of Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Notre Dame currently favored uh, by 20, 20 and a half points uh, depending on where you shop uh, with a total of uh, 50 and a half or 51 again depending on your store. Uh, that game, Notre Dame and Navy scheduled to kick off at 1:30 p.m. Central on Saturday, August 26th. that being one of seven games on that day, featuring FBS teams uh, playing on so-called Week Zero. I actually visited Dublin uh, back in early December of 2018. I went to the Guinness Brewery uh, there in Dublin, sampled a little product. I toured the southern half of the country uh, for a week. I have a funny story from that trip. I guess it's funny now. Um, landed there in Dublin uh, on our arrival, I believe it was on a Sunday, and by the time I made it through customs and got to the luggage carousel uh, upon arrival there in Dublin, there were only a couple of pieces of luggage still going round and round the carousel there, one of which looked a lot like mine, but it wasn't mine. So that uh, put up a red, red flag, long story short. Another passenger picked up my luggage by mistake. I did get my luggage back eventually, but it was a week later uh, there at the airport on my return trip back to the States. So I had to buy a, a few clothing items to make it through the week. You know, physically, I'm not overweight, I don't believe. I could probably, you know, stand to lose a couple of pounds to get to my best playing weight, if you will but I'm a, you know, I'm a solid, sturdy guy uh, in my own personal opinion. And let's just say the European fashions in my body type, probably not the best match. You know, my wife, Abby, uh, did the best she could uh, to make me look nice, Uh, but it was probably somewhat uh, of an awkward look to say the least. So enough on my uh, trials and tribulations uh, uh, on my trip there to Dublin uh, almost five years ago now. Let's talk a little college football. And by the way, uh, season's greetings. Uh, As already mentioned, uh, and as if you didn't already know, the 2023 college football season kicks off nine days from today. Again, Thursday, uh, August 17th, as I record. And once the season starts, folks, It's like a merry-go-round. It's operating at breakneck speed, doesn't seem to ever slow down, and it's all over before you knew it. You know, it can be be difficult once the season starts to make in-game adjustments, so to speak. So before this four and a half month, full court, week after week presentation of college football gets going, I wanted to touch on a few items. Uh, for your listening pleasure, and hopefully they'll prove to uh, to have some uh, benefit to you. You know, first of all, I see it, or at least hear about it all the time. Some bettors, to be blunt about it, are extremely poor money managers, and they basically just go balls to the wall from the opening bell without any game plan whatsoever for managing their bankroll, if they even have one, you know these guys just get overly pumped up. They're full of piss and vinegar, and they think, for some entirely unknown reason, they are God's gift to handicapping college football. Let's say they have a ten thousand dollar bankroll, hypothetically. You know they might make the first week. They might make nine bets for eleven $1, hundred to win a thousand. And in that scenario, if they have a bad opening week, they can be on the ropes financially after the first week. You know, they could essentially be wiped out before the end of September. You know, they they won't even be in the game when the pendulum inevitably or at least likely, you know, turns their way at some point later in the season. You know, I've brought up this this example uh, or this bit of information previously on my podcast. You know, last season, uncharacteristically, I got out of the gate slowly in September, and I was still fighting an uphill battle uh, at the end of October. I believe my record was 30 and 32 against the spread entering November. And as fate would have it, you know, I had a November to remember, uh, ended up with another profitable season, um, and it was, you know, it was all good. It all came out, you know, that 55%, which is what I pretty much hit for the last, uh, eight seasons, you know, so it really ended up being a typical season, but that's the way this game goes. You know, my ultimate point being some of my members, they weren't around for the winning because frankly, due to their own poor money management, they had already tapped out. You know, I got email, emails during uh, probably even before the end of September, certainly during October, you know, calling me names. And I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm just pointing this out. But emails calling me names, uh, labeling me as a fraud. I got a call from a, a respectful a younger client. Uh, he just came out and asked me. He asked me if I thought the game had passed me by. And, and perhaps my methods had become stale and, and out of date and obsolete. You know what do you say to that? You know I've got a verifiable, uh, positive track record going back quite a few years, uh, and he's sending me out to pasture based on a sample size of 62 games to start the 2022 season. You know, folks, this business is a marathon, not a sprint. It's not unlike the stock market. The goal is to create consistent steady returns over a long period of time the larger the sample size obviously the better there will be peaks and valleys highs and lows ebbs and flows that's how it goes and i'll say this those peaks and valleys those ebbs and flows those downtimes, that's not for most handicappers that's for all of us it happens to everyone you're not exempt so if you have the hypothetical $10,000 bankroll, what's the appropriate unit size? You know, although possibly my recommendation for a unit size is too conservative for many sports bettors, many respected persons uh, in the industry would recommend your typical unit size uh, be in the range of 2 to 3% of your total bankroll. You know, if you, again, in the, in the example of the $10,000 bankroll, that would be betting 200 to $300 a game. And I tend to agree, you know, 4%, that's pretty darn aggressive. 5% betting $500 a game with a $10,000 bankroll, that's extremely aggressive. You know, that, that's definitely an aggressive approach to money management. I'm thinking, and I might be wrong, but I'm thinking as I look out among you, Hopefully there's a lot of you that I'm looking at, but I'm thinking many of you don't even feel alive unless you've got a considerable stake in the game. For some of you, your heart rate doesn't even get elevated unless you're risking a certain amount of money, unless you've got, you know, a certain amount of skin in the game. View your sports betting not as a get-rich scheme, but again more like the stock market where the objective for most investors is steady long-term gain. I'll say this about the 2023 season. It was no different than the 2022 season or the 1999 season for that matter. The number of bettors who will go broke before the end of this football season, that number is far too many to even contemplate. On the other hand, The number of football betters whose lifestyle is going to be greatly enriched by being over-aggressive is far less. That number is very small, perhaps even minuscule. Again, folks, this is a long, slow grind. You know, I view the competition, kind of a side note here, I view the competition between the line maker and the bettor much like a boxing match. And the line maker's got a bigger right hand. And the reason the line maker has a bigger right hand is the simple fact that 11 is always bigger than 10. So we as the sports batter, we have to be craftier. We have to play great defense and protect ourselves at all times. We can't have even a brief lapse in concentration or the bookie's big right hand is going to send us to the canvas, we've got to execute a crisp jab. We've got to stick and move. We've got to get in and out. You know, perfect footwork. So we stay to the outside uh, of the bookie's right shoulder, so we're not forced to absorb the full measure of that big right hand. You can probably tell I boxed a little bit as an amateur. I don't know that I was very good, but I boxed as a young kid. But uh, you got to have perfect footwork. You've got to. Uh, you got to be aware of your surroundings. You got to have a clear head, a clear mind. You've got to be artful. They've got the bigger stick. Again, 11, always bigger than 10. Be crafty, be careful, don't be reckless. Okay, now to my weekly promo for Paul Stone Sports. As you probably know, college football is my specialty. Uh, I'm seeking my ninth straight winning season against the spread in college football this year. As part of my pledge uh, to that transparency, uh, I'm independently monitored by the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Uh, Oklahoma's, uh, the sport mon- Sports Monitor's uh, website is www.thesportsmonitor.com. It is free to users. I encourage you to go there and to see the the handicappers who are bold enough to be monitored there. Once there, you're going to see all of my records Uh, for each year. You're even going to see my individual selections released to clients. You know, again, dating back, selection by selection, totals and sides dating back quite a few years. I have a combined against the spread winning percentage of almost 56% over the last eight seasons. That spans approximately 900 selections, So a pretty large sample size. Additionally, I've won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and have finished in the top four in two others. Folks, you can get all of my premium selections in college football from the opening weekend coming up all the way through the national championship game in January for just $499. If you have any interest, please visit PaulStoneSports.org. Or shoot me an email, got any questions, my email address, paulstonesports at gmail.com. So as part of this uh, season's greetings podcast, I also want to uh, present just a few more random thoughts. And again, you know, as we said earlier, once the season starts, man, it's just full steam ahead and it's difficult, if not impossible for many of us. To pivot and change direction so I want to plant some of these things in your head maybe something will resonate with you maybe you'll change your approach for the better uh, in one way or another you know some of these tips that I'm about to throw out there will be redundant Uh, you've probably heard them before if you listen to my podcast but I like to uh, reference occasionally an advertising um, thought Uh, There's a technique in advertising uh, that's called the rule of seven, which essentially means a prospect needs to hear an advertiser's message at least seven times before it will register, you know, causing them to take action or whatever. So here we go again. You know, I've, I've thrown this out there a lot more than seven times. You've heard this a lot more than seven times. No drum roll needed. Here we go again. First of all, folks, I urge you once again to forevermore say goodbye to betting parlays. New betting states typically report higher hold percentages than Nevada, and that's primarily one, because the product is generally unfavorable. That's my opinion, folks. And two, the bettors are simply less sophisticated. AKA, they're betting a lot of parlays. I understand people the lure of betting less to potentially hit a big payday. I understand that lure is simply too much for many, you know, to overcome. Plus, you know, some people, I've learned this, some people have no real expectation to ever becoming a long-term winning sports bettor. They either think it's, Impossible, improbable, or just too difficult. You know, they're in it for the entertainment value, they tell me. You know, personally, I'm not entertained by losing. I'm not entertained by losing money. But that's what happens long term over the lifetime of regularly betting parlays. Whereas the whole percentage on a single game straight bet, so laying minus 110 on either side, whereas the whole percentage on that is slightly greater than 4.5% or so, the whole percentage on parlay bets is roughly 30%. Folks, you do the math. And whether you like math or don't like math, that's sort of what this sports betting thing ultimately comes down to. I know some uh, of the more sophisticated bettors out there, and they've done this to me before, and I respect it and understand it and thank them for it some sophisticated bettors are going to be quick to point out that there are certain betting situations where betting a parlay can be um, advantageous to your overall position and i get that i understand it but that's not the methodology utilized by more than 99% of parlay bettors you know one might this i hope this is a good example i don't want to be you know someone who doesn't know what they're talking about because um if I'm not talking about college football, I, I might be out of my league and, and some would say I'm out of my league when I'm talking college football, but I would kind of compare it or equate it to an illicit drug. You know, for a very small percentage of people, the drug might have a legitimate specific medical use. It might have some benefit to improving their condition or their health. But the vast majority of users, they're just using it to achieve some sort of altered state, you know, simply abusing themselves. And also, before someone jumps on my case claiming that I'm comparing betting parlays to the use of harmful, illegal narcotics, I'm not doing that. Besides, I'll let you be the judge. Another thought here. Since we're about to embark on a new season, uh, you want to avoid getting trapped in the endless cycle of betting one favorite after another and one over after another. Try to become a more balanced handicapper this season, a better handicapper. Only betting underdogs and unders, doing the opposite of what I'm saying, only betting underdogs and unders won't in and by itself make you a winner. But I can comfortably say most novices bet a large percentage of favorites and a large percentage of overs, while most advanced, more successful, more sophisticated betters tend to more closely examine the underdog. And the under season's greetings. You know, a few other reminders, things to consider uh, with the start of the season in the near distance. Uh, And again, these are going to be redundant if you listen to the podcast regularly. But one, get more outs, get more places to bet. And two, in connection with that, get the best number, if not always at least almost always. And on a somewhat related note, don't just bet when you get ready to bet. Understand the number, that specific number, the game you're looking at, understand that specific number's potential movement and how that impacts the timing of your entry into the marketplace on that game. For example, if you like the favorite and the team is favored by two and a half at most shops, and now favored by three at some stores, go ahead and bet the favorite at two and a half before it moves to three universally. On the other hand, in a different game, if you like the underdog, and the best number you can find is five and a half, hold your water. You know, see if a six pops up. Six might pop up, you know, it might pop up eventually. Watch the screen, uh, look at your apps, whatever. But if it starts shifting the other way, starts moving the other way, you know, take it at four, and you know, if it goes to five, and then you see it go to four and a half, get it at four and a half. You know, five is what we call a dead number for the most part. Five's usually not going to hurt you. So plus five and a half and plus four and a half, usually going to have the same outcome when that wager is ultimately graded. Not always, but usually but you don't want it to get to four. You know, four is what we call a key number. So if you're looking, you know, if it's five and a half, you like the underdog, wait and see if some six pops up. If it starts going down, you know, be sure you jump in at four and a half and get that plus four and a half, and hopefully that makes sense to you. Been a lot of fun. I have enjoyed this podcast. We're going to get back next week. is When we do the podcast, it'll be a few days before the start of the 2023 college football season we will have a uh, comp selection during that podcast. Um, uh, just, uh, it's been a great summer. Hope you have enjoyed your summer. We're about to start another football season. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you have any questions, even, uh, not related, uh, necessarily to subscribing to my service, certainly, uh, feel free to email them to me. Um, Paulstone sports at gmail.com. And I will get to your, uh, inquiry or your question as soon as possible. I appreciate you listening. I know, again, as always, you've got other things to do. You've got other people to listen to, and I certainly appreciate uh, those of you who have listened uh, since the beginning, since the middle, uh, or are listening for the first, second, or third time, or whatever the case might be. I really appreciate you. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Signing off once again, I'm Paul Stone.